הלכות טומאת מת, פרק ו'. הלכה א', עוסמות הדג ועורו העושה מהם כלים לא מקבלים טומאה כלל, לא מדברי תורה ולא מדברי סופרים. A few things that will never receive טומאה, one is fish bones, fish skin, anything made from them is never going to receive טומאה, nothing but Torah, nothing but Rabbanan, וכן ילוקה שעל פני המים וכיוצא בה, also seaweed and other things that come from the ocean, from the sea, שכל שבים טהור. As we have a rule which we are going to study later that anything coming from the ocean is tahor. Therefore, talking of ohalim and reviewing something we did last chapter, if the ohel itself is made from something that does not receive tum'ah, for example, fish bones or fish skin, or if it's made of a, um, if it's made from some other ocean material, uh, some, uh, I don't know what, what you can grow from the ocean, but if there is a, some fabric that is made from uh, seaweed or from, uh, I, I don't know, uh, sponges or, or whatnot, that would not be mekabel tum'ah, even though as the ohel, it can bring about tum'ah to anything contained within it. Halachabet. כלי גללים וכלי אבנים וכלי אדמה הנן מקבלים טומאה, לא מדברי תורה ולא מדברי סופרים. Utensils, uh, objects made of גללים, גללים is actually from manure or some other, or some other um, form of, uh, of feces from animals, you used to mix them with, with earth, earthenware, and actually this is still done in some areas of the world like India. כלי אבנים is made of stoneware, כלי אדמה is earthware, אינם מקבלים טומאה, לא מדברים תורה מלווה לספרים, also just like the fish bones, they will not receive טומאה. בין טומאת מת בין שאר הטומאות, no kind of טומאה וצועף. וכן גלי עץ העשוי לנחת, כגון התיבה והמגדל והכבדת שהם מחזיקים ארבעים שיאה בלח ויהיה להם שוליים, אין מקבלים טומאה כלל. also, things made from wood that are furniture. I'm calling it furniture, although Hachamim call it Asui Lanachat, things that are made to, to not be mobile, to be, to be static, to stay within the same place. That's what furniture is. So they have definitions for what, uh, what constitutes such, a, such an object made of wood. It has a certain size. אינם מקבלים טומאה כלל, לא מדיבי תורה ולא מדיבי לספרים, ואלו הם הנקראים כלי עיסא בבא מידה. They also do not receive tum'ah, not from the Oraita, not from the Rabbanan. And this is what Hachamim call wooden objects that are made of a certain size. Kele cheres, peshutahen tehorim, umkabelehem tamayim. Clayware, so it depends if it has an area within it to contain some volume, if it receives some volume, then it could become tameh. If it's plain, if it's straight, if it doesn't have any area within which to contain anything, then it can never become tameh. But those that have uh, some uh, space within them, the only two ways by which a kelecheres can become tameh is within themselves, if it goes within the, their own uh, Uh, containment area, or 
through with the Zav through Tum'at Heset, which as we explained, is the kind of Tum'at for leverage, which, which the Zav, Chachamim, uh, or Mahmirim, on that Tum'at for the Zav. So even if it's touching from the outside, on the dead itself, it will not become Tameh. However, if any Tum'ah comes within it, even if it doesn't touch it, it's going to become Tameh. It's kind of like a containment Tum'ah, special Tum'ah for Kelihares. If the... Um, the clayware, let's say a cup, is within an ohel with a dead person, then even though there is no tum'ah literally within it, but because we see the tum'ah within the ohel as permeating every inch of that ohel, then it follows that some of that tum'ah goes inside this cup in my example, and therefore it's going to become tameh. Ve'im haya mukaf samid patil, However, we have an exception provided for by the Torah itself, a, a keli of, of heres that is mukaf samit patil, that it's sealed with a covering all around, with samit patil, with something tight around it. So if it's like that, then nothing is going to, to make it tameh, Except for, except for Heset Hazav. Alachadalet. <laughs> Now, uh, as you might recall from the second chapter, there's two concepts, and I have told me these are very tricky to understand, tricky to understand exactly the difference. The Rishonim have a tremendous array of thought about this. The Haronim, modern rabbis, try to investigate this because this is something that has relevance for Kohanim. So for instance, whether something is a kever and, and a bet kevarot, it's relevant to whether or not a Kohen can, can be in that vicinity. So. Please uh, do review this, do investigate on your own. There are things, there are questions that I'm not going to be able to answer because I don't have the answers to those. So for example, a big, big, big question is, what is the definition, what's the difference between a golel and a kever? So think about that. Just to, to give us some context and background and reminder, the Torah addresses kever directly. The Torah says, uh, Okay, so the Torah refers to the kever as one of the avotatum'ah. Kever has a special status. Kever, in the most um, in the most obvious direct sense, is a sealed area in which a dead person was buried forever, never to be moved again. Very, it's a constructed or it's dug underneath the ground and it's completely sealed. And also within it, as we are going to see in the next chapter there is a, a, a space, some space of it, at least a tefah between the dead person and the ceiling of that kever. Golel is not a kever. It doesn't satisfy some of the elements of kever. However, midr-rabbanan, midr-rabbanan, hachamim treat it like a kever. Um, 
uh, in, in, in that it brings about to Achiva. We are going to see some details right now. And Golel, I think that a uh, rule of thumb, shortcut way to understand it, is it's a temporary kever. So it's a makeshift kever. Haravam defined it as um, having some covering on top of that person, supported by two walls, one from each side. It's not sealed hermetically. And um, the, the, the sides are called dofek, and the top is called golil. Okay? So, haose golil midavar sheinom mekabel tum'ah. Kegon sheiniach al gav hakever even, o keli adama. So, uh, we already read this. Um, when someone makes a golil from something that does not receive tum'ah, uh, for example, a stone. So what happens then? So even though those things would not normally receive Tum'ah, now, while they are serving that function of Kolel, of some sort of a makeshift covering, a makeshift uh, tum for the, the Met, for the dead person itself, while they are serving that function, they are Kolel, and they are going to bring Tum'ah from Bemaga. Uh, and if they no longer, if, if they are removed from serving as Golel, or the dead person itself was removed from under them, then they suddenly become Tehorim. Even a live animal, we said that the only live thing that uh, that can become tamen can be metamealer is a human being. So a live animal that's put on top of that person. So long as it's serving that purpose of that function of kolel, it is metametumachiva. Once you let the behema loose, it goes back to being tehora. So too, if you have some kind of a a barrel or or a, a, a jar filled with liquids, and and you use that jar as golel, so even though while it's being used as a golel, it's metametu machivani one who touches it, the moment that it's no longer a golel, it and all of its contents are going to be tehorim. You can drink that wine or that oil or whatnot. No problem whatsoever, no tum'ah. Hit, sorry, Sorry, so uh, one more thing, and this is why golel is a little confusing. Uh, what's, what covers the kever can be a golel as well. Okay, so what covers the kever can be a golel as well. The kever itself has a special status, and the covering of the dead, that's called golel, can be part of an actual kever too. So the, that, that's important to note because the terminology here is a little confusing otherwise. When somebody takes a wooden beam and makes that wooden beam a golel to a kever, some sort of a makeshift cover to a kever, uh, however it's placed, if it's placed um, lying down or, or standing up, or on the side, <clears throat> the only thing that's going to become tameh from golel is what's directly on top of the opening of that tomb, of that hole where the where the dead person is. And if somebody were to touch 
the, the leftovers of that beam that go beyond the opening of the kever, that will be tahor. Asar if, if this beam was very tall and it's it's placed vertically and the, the bottom part is covering the, the kever or a little opening within the kever and the rest is just hanging up there, protruding outside, upward, like a tree. So the top part beyond four tefahim from the ground is tahor. Four tefahim close to the ground is going to be tamay, it's going to be considered kolel, so long as the person has in his mind that he's going to cut the leftover of this beam and, and, not, and not use it for this kever, for this purpose. If, however, this was meant to stay there forever, then the entire thing becomes tame. Um, let's say that the golel is made of two halves of a stone. So one is uh, four by four, the other one is four by four, tefahim, and and, uh, and and it's made into a golel. So if somebody were to do an ohel on top of it, uh, on top of this golel, then anything within that ohel as well is going to be tameh uh, because of the golel. If one of them is taken out, if one of them is removed, so right now you have the whole, the opening of, of the kever, is half covered and half uncovered. So if you make an ohel on top of that, because the tum'ah has a way to get out, because tum'ah has a way to get out, um, if you if you do an ohel on top of the other stone, the one that remained there, of course, if you make an ohel on top of the dead person, then the dead person is going to be the problem. But if you make it on top of the, the half golel now, while the Tum'ah has a way to go out from the now opening of the kever, then this is not going to be metameh Tum'at Ohel because the Tum'ah can escape from elsewhere. Bear in mind, again, Tum'ah is more often than not a function of our perception of it. So we, we perceive that Tum'ah can leave somehow uh, not through the Ohel. Zain. Gal shelitzrodot shasahu golilla kever. If there was a whole pile of stones or of pebbles that was put on top of the dead person to, to become golel or on top of the kever, then it's only the innermost layer, the one that's most immediately uh, on top of or in contact with the kever or with the dead person that's going to be tameh. Everything beyond that is not going to be tameh. Het. So we have now some kind of a sarcophagus or something made within the stone. Um, I, I, th I think that the, the better way to read this is there is a, a large rock, large boulder, and then within it, there was some kind of an opening, enough to fit a person within it, a dead person, and, and they're using it to, to, to put a dead person in there, okay? So the, they put the cadaver there, and then they put the golel on top of it. 
So if anyone touching the boulder will be tahor, but anyone touching the golel on top of it will be tameh. ומה זה דומה? לבור גדול מלא מתים ואבן גדולה על פיו, שאין טמא אלא כנגד חללה. ואם בנה נפש על גבה, ותצא כקבר סתום, טמא מקרצי יואב. Sorry, so why, why is only the golel טמא and, and the rest of the boulder טהור? Because it's like having a large ditch, a large hole with a lot of cadavers inside and a covering, um, and, and this uh, ditch goes, expands to the size also, it doesn't matter. The only part that is tameh from all of this is the, the area of the covering, not anything expanding beyond that. So it's the same case here. However, if this boulder is made into a permanent kever by, by sealing it off with a nefesh, a nefesh is, is some kind of a, 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 an artificial structure meant to, to, to be there, to signify that this is a kever, that this is a kever forever, then the whole stone, the whole boulder became like a kever, and it's going to have that status, and it's going to be metameh. If this boulder has a weird shape, so I want you to imagine a triangle, like a Toblerone chocolate, and that's the shape of this of this boulder. And inside is the cadaver. So you have uh, an opening on the narrower part on top, and the bottom is a little broader. So the walls that lead to the opening on top are are a little bit uh, like like on a on a diagonal, are or on a slope, are sloped inwards, and therefore they they are both. They are both walls, but at the same time, they also are some kind of a golel. So, so touching that is like is like touching the golel, and those will be tame as well. Now let's turn it around. So the top one is the broad part, and the, the bottom one is the narrow part. So uh, touching anywhere is going to be is going to be tame because because of oil. If it was very uniform, like a like a cube or something like that, then it depends where in the height someone is touching it. The tefach that's closed to the bottom uh, is is going is going to be tahor. So, sorry, it's going to be tameh, and uh, it's going to be tahor, mehila, the, the closest to the floor is going to be tahor, and everything else is going to be tameh. Now this is something that actually you can find in Eretz Israel if you go to Bet Sharim. Uh, they used to dig little holes within the, the rock. So, so if that's what they did, they dug a, uh, a hole within the rock and then put a dead person inside it. So that entire rock, that entire wall of rock that has a hole inside it is tahor, and it's just the opening that is going to be, it's going to be tamay. You also have this in Bet Sharim, the me'ara, like me'ara da that has within it a kever, 
וחסר לפני המערה, just like מערת המכפלה, and it has outside the courtyard, בזמן שחסר לאוויר העומד בתוכה טהור, ובלבד שלא ייגע בשקוף המערה. So if the courtyard is leading to the outside, to an open space, then anyone standing within it is going to be tahor, so long as he doesn't touch the mashkof, like we explained, I think it was the first or second chapter. And if the courtyard is, 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 has a ceiling, like happens to be the case in Merat al-Makhbira nowadays, if it had, if the area was of four tefachim by four tefachim or more, then anyone going uh, within that courtyard that has a roof on top of it that leads to the me'ara that has a tomb within it uh, is going to be tahor. It's a very, it's a broad enough space. However, if it has less than that, if it's very small and narrow, less than four by four, then anyone going within that courtyard that has a rooftop that connects to a me'ara that has a tomb within it is also going to be tameh, even if he doesn't touch the, the opening of the me'ara itself.